0: To episode one hundred and seven of the Bowcast podcast, I'm your host Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host Speedy Chief Two. Who start counting it down, Speedy? You got two weeks. You got that two week buffer. I just hit legend literally like an hour ago. Maybe less than an hour ago, actually.
1: So the clock is ticking, dude. You, you know, okay. Here's the thing, right? You know when you know that you've made it, right? That that key sign when you're at the top of your game. You want to know what that sign is? Well, what's the sign? It's when the Caleb Pang hits legend and tags you in his post. That <laughs> means you've actually made it. So no, I'm you. just
0: trying to give you fair warning. It's nothing about made what. I mean, you know. Hey,
1: you know, publicly you put it yeah. out there, you know. It's you've, fine.
0: What what, you, what you've what you made it to is potentially running a fortress in the next regional.
1: It's true. But. Yeah, race to the bottom.
0: We shall see. <laughs> yeah, race to the bottom, yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you tuned into our last episode, you'll know that we actually have a special guest this week and um it's actually one of speedy's friend Brett, who won't let uh him introduce himself uh but uh from what speedy tells me Brett is very well versed and uh various issues of traveling within Japan and can hopefully answer a lot of our questions so we're oh, t- yeah. very excited to have him on because uh myself and speedy will uh be going to Japan I'm sure many of you all are also for worlds but if you're not Maybe sometime down the road. I mean, if you play Pokemon Go, you play Pokemon. That's that's a that's like the dream place to be. Uh, but anyway, welcome in, Brad. How are
2: you doing? I am doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, it's been a good day for me. I don't know about Speedy, but um, he might have to eat uh a spicy, um, edible chip later. But Ooh. um, but before we get into all that, uh, yeah, tell us a little about yourself too. Um, I I actually don't know even know how you met Speedy and stuff, but. Uh, it seems like you all met through the game. His
1: real name His real name is Bread Bredington III. <laughs> oh, okay. It's on my birth certificate. Got it's you. true. It's true. But go, sorry, go ahead, Bread.
2: Sure. So, um, yes, uh, I go by the name of Bread. Um, if you look at my account history, I technically have had an account in Pokemon Go since 2016, but never really picked up on the game, uh, not until about 2019 or so. Ironically uh-huh. enough... When I was last in Japan, Um, I was with a a friend of mine. We were celebrating my birthday there. And um, I just saw him going at his phone consistently, just looking over my shoulder like, what's he doing? (laughs) And almost every time I looked, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. I'm like, all right, fine. You got me. Go and go and pick it up myself as well. Uh, And it's just been like that ever since. Um, Been playing consistently since then, which was about November 2019. uh, how I get to know uh, Speedy is uh, one of the things he used to do back in the day um, was doing coaching sessions, and I was one of his former protégés, so that's how I got to know him. Um, I guess like the biggest accolade to my name within PvP, I've never hit Legend, unfortunately. Um, I peaked out around, I think, 2,800 or so a few seasons back, um, but I always try to make it at least a, a goal for myself to hit at least a veteran each season um and right now i think i'm sitting around 2300 or so like 2360 or something um so i'm just kind of taking that casually but in terms of pokemon go in general i tend to play fairly consistently um as i have just within my most recent trip over to japan back this last april so yeah i think that's a good enough background of mine i would say Awesome, awesome. That's really
0: cool. Um, how many times have you been to Japan? I think Speedy mentioned you've been there a couple times, right?
2: Yes. Um, he, he's selling me off a little bit too much, though.
1: I did say a couple.
0: I actually <laughs> told you the real number. I think but... you said like seven or something, if I'm not mistaken. It was a right? it, was, it was a decent amount.
2: That's still even a little too much, I would say. Um, this upcoming trip, uh, going to Osaka Go Fest and Worlds, this will be my sixth time.
0: Oh, okay. Um, that's that's a good chunk of time. Yeah. yeah.
2: My, my first time um, was my study abroad adventures that I did back in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was around, I want to say 2011 and 2012. Uh, and then my first return trip back was back in 2016.
0: So okay. I, I um, just can't
2: get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I've, uh, myself and Speed, we definitely haven't gone. And uh, it's been the top of my travel list for a couple of mm-hmm. years now. Yeah. Um, uh, we we have a bunch of questions too, so we'll we'll, we'll kind of go through. I mean, this is more more or less a casual conversation, uh, but just as a so uh, as a quick question though, uh, are you fluent in Japanese or like conversationally, or what's your kind of literacy? Uh,
2: I would put myself at conversationally fluent. Mm-hmm. So. There, there's kind of an SAT-like test called the JLPT, Japanese Language Proficiency Test. And that's kind of like the gold standard of where people try and look to know where your Japanese language level is at. Um, it ranks from N1, which is the highest, to N5, which is the lowest. Um, mm-hmm. I just recently went and passed the N3 test, which so it's kind of intermediate. Mm-hmm. And I am looking to go and take the N2, and that's kind of like the... Like the benchmark that everyone tries to reach for, because if you're trying to go for a job over in Japan, that's the minimal level that people are looking for. And they kind of call that business fluency.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So if I get tossed anywhere within Japan, I can probably make myself way around and whatnot um, with minimal to no English guidance. But um, I wouldn't say that I'm completely fluent, but I, I can definitely get by.
1: Yeah, I can I can share a, a personal experience. I think it was it might have even been yesterday. Uh Brad sent me a packet that was completely in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And he was able to read through all of it and tell me about, you know, different uh train stations and, and specific stamps you could get. Uh he was really uh crushing it. So again, if anyone's listening that's going to Japan, mm-hmm. Brett is a wealth of knowledge and he knows what he's talking about.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. I assume you probably, you said you like study abroad, uh, you did a study abroad trip was your first trip. So you probably learned some of Japanese in school, right? If I'm not mistaken.
2: Uh, so my very first introduction, it was self-study, like just learning the writing system because it's vastly, greatly different than what we're used to with English. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with the, the Latin-based letters. And so I did probably about a few months of that. And then I did a formal first semester uh, in one of my years of college. Um, but it really was just kind of like a review over what I've already self-studied, just learning the writing in very basic grammar and vocabulary. It was really where in the study abroad stint that I did is where I learned the, like, the vast majority of my knowledge there. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really, you know, trial by fire at that point that, you know, yeah. got to adapt it or otherwise you're not going to survive <laughs> given, mm-hmm. not not to a very severe degree, but um yeah definitely that's where I picked up most of my knowledge from was the study abroad okay. uh, adventure yeah. i did
0: yeah I heard um i guess it depends on what region you are in Japan, but um it's not like we're going to like London or something right so like it's not like everyone knows english but i, I would i would just like in general what would you say the the english speaking like percentage of Japanese people is right in japan
2: hmm. so i would i would say They have a basic understanding because it is a forced um, study throughout the primary school. Yeah. Um, However, there's really not much application of it unless you're specifically going into a field that utilizes it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're in a major city, say Tokyo, Yokohama, Osaka, um, you, you can definitely get by by using like a few basic words, not trying to string along very complex sentences. Mm -hmm. Um, And most people will be able to go and help you out without too much issue. And even further to that point, um, since the Olympics back in technically 2022, it was supposed to happen in 2020 um, or was 2021. I don't remember Mm -hmm. that uh, they've definitely been pushing a lot harder for putting a lot more, multi-language uh, accessibility out there it has been geared mostly towards English but there are other languages um, Chinese Korean um, a few other european based languages and so really I I would say that anyone that has any apprehensions of not being able to communicate uh, while in Japan I would say you do have a legitimate worry about it but there, there are resources out there available for you and people are very much willing to go out of their way to help you if you're having trouble with uh, any kind of language barriers or such. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So let's say hypothetically you don't know any Japanese, you know very little, right? And they don't really know what you're saying. Do like do people usually go to like a go-to app to like translate or they just like pull up like Google Translate and try to like just type out what they want to say and like press like the audio button for the Japanese translation?
2: I, I would say mostly I've seen a lot of people go and give their uh, their marks towards Google Translate. Mm -hmm. That tends to be the go to resource. Um, So I I can't say that I've used it personally because I just go and and speak the language myself. But um, if people are looking for that type of uh, sort of resource to utilize, then yeah, I would say Google Translate. Uh, I haven't heard any bad things about it, so that would be probably the go to.
1: One of our mutual friends uh, picked up a pocketbook that has a bunch of uh, common phrases you know, like where's, where's the restroom or, you know, I would like to order some food, et cetera. And it has an English and then a Japanese equivalent underneath it. And I think uh, their plan is just to kind of point at the phrases, right. And find it in the book, point at it and show. Um, do you think that's also a potential method that people could use to kind of get by as they go about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Does um, any kind of free uh, translating app or uh resource that's out there, I think, you know anything that you find is user friendly would be more than sufficient.
1: So I was watching a, a video on YouTube about communicating with uh, with Japanese citizens when you are a foreign tourist. And one of the points I actually wanted to ask you about this. Uh, one of the points was if you at least try to speak some Japanese, either greet them in Japanese or you know vaguely kind of work through your phrase, uh, they they tend to appreciate it instead of just immediately just blurting out English at them. Is there, is that accurate, do you think?
2: I would say so, yes. That just like anywhere that you go that's a, a foreign country to your own, if if you're showing active effort of trying to assimilate into the culture, be it language or mannerisms, um, that definitely goes a long way. People do notice those kind of things. And um, mm-hmm. that if you're actively trying to go and communicate through the local language, that, that the effort is definitely appreciated. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed
1: uh, one more one more question what are the what are the customs in terms of bowing because of course, for Western uh, civilizations, it just seems a little bit um, you know unique to the to, uh, the other the other side of the world, and we're not really sure when it's appropriate when it's not. I mean if you watch the news, it's blown up all the time you know when world leaders bow to each other, it becomes some kind of political spectacle. Is there any precedent for that or is that kind of only within the culture itself?
2: ooh. That one's a bit harder to tackle, I would say. Um, I would say just kind of observe and mimic would be my best advice. It's really hard to pinpoint when is the most appropriate time to do so. Um, The the immediate example that comes into my mind is whenever you're greeting somebody new, you will say like, oh, very nice to meet you. And everyone will sort of give a very light bow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the, the best advice I can give is just watch other native people and what they do, and just kind of take note as to when those uh, situations do pop up.
0: I guess on the on the note of like bowing and meeting people new too, is it, um, is it customary to like shake hands in Japan? Because I, I'm I, the image I always get when people bow is like when businessmen meet for the first yeah. time and they exchange like business cards, and like business cards in Japan, I know, are like much highly like revered right it's not just like you just throw in your pocket like you take it with both hands and, like kind of like bow when you mm-hmm. accept and stuff right um but i'm trying to i I, can't, I don't have a visual of like when let's just say like just a casual like i meet someone in japan I mean, we're not changing business cards but like do you just bow do you sh- like is it okay to reach your hand out to shake hands or is that not really as much of a thing
2: uh that that's more of a like a, a reading the room sort of thing um yeah. because you will definitely be viewed as an outsider, as a foreigner, they'll try to adapt themselves to your own culture as well. Um, so it's more of a just kind of go with the flow thing. Mm. Um, if you put your hand out there, I don't think they would necessarily refuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not put out there, um, just bowing would be more than sufficient, I think, um, okay. on a case-per-case basis.
0: Yeah. Okay. But so I guess like um, like two like, native Japanese people uh, people in japan like when mm. they sh- meet for the first time they don't they don't typically shake hands or, or that's kind of just like i no, guess it's that- hard to ask you right because because your lived <laughs> experience is a little different right because they're they're like because they might not view you as a native japanese person so they might interact with you different on the first time too
2: right uh then to your point with two japanese business men meeting each other that no no handshaking would occur it would just be a, a gracious bow to mm. to each other upon first mm. meet
0: gotcha okay that's good to know that's good to know um obviously for those that are trying to go Japan for like Osaka and worlds if they haven't started learning any Japanese it might be a, a little too late, but uh let's say someone wants to learn some Japanese in twenty days um, what would you what would you recommend as a resource because I personally tried Duolingo and like I do that that bird was like like annoying and like it just does not help that much but
2: uh, I don't know if there's a better resource out there or not. Uh, yeah, that all that there is out there to get you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's way too many to count. If you could just go and look on YouTube, like mm-hmm. basic Japanese phrases. Yeah. Um, that, that could be a very good start. I know there's one YouTube channel that sticks out in my mind is called, I think Japanese pod one Oh one. Um, okay. they have some, uh, very beginner friendly videos out there. Um, But in terms of just like general resources, and this may lead down to uh, the language part of it as well. um, One of the places that I find is a very good wealth of knowledge is actually the Japan travel subreddit. They have a Mm -hmm. very comprehensive wiki and FAQ. And I believe there is a section in there that includes basic phrases and words that you can be able to, to pick up fairly easy. And like you were mentioning before, of trying to adapt to the uh, the language, uh, for the for the local culture, that those are things that'll definitely um, get you along a very long way. Okay, that's really helpful.
0: Nice, nice. Um, we have some questions from our last episode. Maybe we'll get into that, unless you have any pressing questions you want to ask PD. I mean, we'll have plenty of chances still after this.
1: No, no. I, I think um, obviously, like that's the introductory stuff, right? Being able to uh, you know greet politely being able to speak a few words uh, get around uh, I think we'll get into more questions regarding transportation things to do customs all that kind of thing all that mm-hmm. kind of uh, stuff but yeah Brett I'm fine unless there's anything you wanted to add on anything that we glossed over
2: no no um, I think that's totally fine I, I do have some of my own Pokemon Go specific things but we can sort of leave that towards yeah. The
0: end. yeah well some of these questions probably will hit upon that too so Uh, The first one we got from Annie Darko says what are some hidden slash lesser known slash Easter egg type of places someone can visit on a trip to Japan if they're not a huge fan of crowds? Maybe some suggestions for places uh, the games are based on but aren't necessarily going to be teeming with tourists.
2: Hmm, that is a very good question. It's
1: <laughs> a multi-layered question. Yeah, I think very specific uh, one too. <laughs> should we should we narrow it down to a particular city or, or range of cities? Should we speak like in terms of Osaka and Tokyo? Or should we I don't know, Brad, whatever you think? If there's
0: actually maybe before you even answer this too, just for our own knowledge and maybe the audience knowledge, um, mm. what are the places you've been to in Japan? I mean, maybe you don't have a list of all of them, but like the major cities or areas and stuff, just so that we kind of have some context of like your experience, right?
2: Oh, sure. So um, much like everyone else, they usually first arrive even to Tokyo. Um, I have a friend of mine who lives there and I visit uh, almost every time that I, I visit the country. Uh, I've been to Kyoto a few times. I've been to Osaka a few times. Um, my study abroad adventure was specifically over in a city called Nagoya, uh, which is kind of, it's not exactly halfway between Tokyo and Osaka, um, but almost is. It's about. An hour and a half by the bullet train from Tokyo,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so it's kind of in the the central region of, of Japan. And I've also been to uh, Hiroshima a few times. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, about that, um, that I know that you've mentioned a few times, Caleb, about you know how to pronounce city names. Uh-huh. You know, oh, how, oh yeah. The yeah. one example of the you know, is it Toronto or Toronto.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. right. I,
2: I have the same issue myself. So just as I mentioned, Hiroshima. But then there's kind of the more Japanese way to pronounce it, but still in English, is like Hiroshima. But then yeah. there's the Japanese pronunciation, which would be Hiroshima. So, Wait, so which it, do I go with?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but, So Hiroshima uh, the- is like close to
0: the Japanese version, but Hiroshima is kind of like the English version
2: of the city right yeah yeah okay so i i have that identity crisis too you're not alone
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well especially as someone that's probably like more fluent than
2: most in japanese too right um yeah so those are those are all the major cities i've been to um all of those are aligned on the main island called called honshu Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um i do want to eventually go up north to the, the where uh north of tokyo which is called the tohoku region And then also, of course, Hokkaido, that's its own separate region. And then there's uh, the two smaller islands, which compromise like the what everyone imagines is Japan. There's um, two other islands that are over to the west called Shikoku and Kyushu. I've never been there yet. And those are on my my to do list eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, So mainly just been to most of the major touristy cities. Um, I have been to Yokohama as well, but that was only for uh, like a day trip. I didn't get to do anything significant. Yeah. So I've I've traveled around a, a decent amount, I would say. Nice, nice. It
0: seems like you've been in the areas that most of the people, if they're going in August for GoFest or Worlds or both, will probably venture, so that's, that's mm-hmm. helpful. Um, so any, any lesser known, less crowded Easter egg places maybe for someone to visit?
2: Um, I, I would say this, that there there are definitely the the major touristy areas. Uh, one that comes to mind is called Saksa, which is in Tokyo. Um, that's where the oldest temple within the city is called Sensoji. Uh, there's just a, a mountain and a sea of people there at any any daylight hours. But um, if you just go even off to like one side street, that the the number of people and specifically tourists just drops off by say like 90, 95%. Wow. So really my, my best advice to that is any of the, the major cities, just go exploring. Just walk anywhere without a specific destination, because that's where you'll go and find the hidden gems. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, pairing that together with Pokemon Go, you can find a plethora of of so many things you would never notice before. Just going off the beaten path. Um, so, so my general advice for that would be is just go wherever your heart desires. Don't don't always gear yourself towards where the major tourist locations are. Just go down the the alley that you see that's in the corner of your eye and see where that takes you.
1: Mm -hmm. Nice. And I think this is, this is pretty well known around the world. Obviously like on the podcast, we don't want to completely endorse any single location, you know, country or, or or otherwise, but uh, Japan is known for being relatively safe uh, for both men and women. I mean, generally speaking, right, Brad, I think the, I think the, the ratings are a bit higher there than they are in most places in the world.
2: Yes, I, I would agree to that.
1: Yeah. So I think it's it's also important that obviously be aware of your surroundings if you take, take off on a side street or something. But I do think it's a different experience than a major city like New York, right? Or Chicago or uh, New Orleans, perhaps, right? Cities where a lot of tourists go and maybe get a little bit lost, Um and to that point you can get lost in tokyo as well because the city is absolutely massive brett told me uh, i was gonna tell you this caleb brett told me that your whole travel uh experience is defined by tokyo because once you see the city and how massive it is and how just absolutely enormous it is just skyscrapers on onto the horizon Mm -hmm. everything else you kind of compare to after that so Ah. it's gonna be quite an experience
0: okay Mm -hmm. i'm excited i'm excited um Ryan Colgrove, another question we have, says, uh, what outside-of-the-box food should Caleb and Speedy try for the content? The more unique, (laughs) the better. I have some ideas, but wanted to hear from the seven-time traveler first. Uh, And then he also adds, I've actually been and went for a month in 2017, so also happy to offer any suggestions from personal experiences and share some hidden gems. Uh, Also, Japan Guide website is great baseline to start. Total game changer.
2: Yes, so... I would definitely endorse that's the other uh resource i would say japan hyphen guide um they also that tends to be the go-to place for any sort of uh japan travel questions um so along with that in the japan uh travel subreddit are very very good places to get knowledge but what out of the food or what outside of the box foods uh the poster child of that tends to be something called natto Uh, it is Mm. fermented soybeans yeah. Uh, okay I see, i've it, seen it, it,
0: videos of people eating it actually yeah
2: <laughs> yeah uh it, it tends to not really be a favorite of of foreigners and even between the the japanese people it, it it's a hit or miss thing it's either you love it or hate it um most people tend to not enjoy it particularly because of its smell uh but i have tried it once and it wasn't the the smell that got me it was the texture of it <laughs> that i really wasn't oh, exactly no. a fan of um it's like beans so. and like, it's like, I've seen people
0: stir it. It becomes like this, like kind of like sticky gooey consistency with the beans. Right. Like yep. you want to stir mm-hmm. it. But everyone that eats it, at least on TikTok or Instagram reels, like make it seem like it's amazing. So um, obviously they probably
2: love it if they're posting about it. But um, I was always curious. Try yeah. it at least once. Just to say that you have, you don't have to like it. Just <laughs> I'm down. give it a shot.
0: Wait. So, so you said the smell. So, what does it smell like? And then, what does it taste like? This is. It, I assume it doesn't
2: taste like the smell, right? Uh, to be honest, that I first tried it during my study abroad adventure, so that was many, many years ago. So, I can't mm-hmm. quite recall. Um, but the the texture of it, it it was still similar to beans, but it was almost kind of like a porridge in a way. It was just so <laughs> mushy and and, and not weird. like. <laughs> having a form it was just <laughs> weird to to go and feast upon
0: do you nice. um what do you know why they stir it to like make it like gooey and stuff like everyone does that right but like what's the reason behind that
2: i'm not exactly sure but if i had to take a guess it's probably because the beans themselves um they're, they're very slimy and mm-hmm. such so they stir it around to introduce air into there mm-hmm. um and then that's where you can get that nice consistency stickiness and gooiness, so it gives it a bit more form and easier to handle with chopsticks
0: oh, dude i'm definitely trying i mean i was gonna try anyway but um uh, but i guess we yeah. gotta try now speedy
1: yeah no i'm down dude you um, don't seem like is... a picky eater either right least, no i'm not i'm really not there are wait, only a few things i don't like where's the hot chip at I thought we were going to do this while we we're asking bread questions. You got uh, the hot show? I'm, I'm really invested in this conversation.
0: Let's just, <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, don't worry. I can ask going. all the
1: questions for the YouTubers. You just what? sit back and relax and uh mantra your chip. I I'm I'm starting to get hungry, right? The natto really got me got me going, so we'll see. Okay.
0: All right. I'm <laughs> saying a lot of people waiting
1: on this, man. They, <laughs> uh, can I tell
0: them the the Tony the Tiger story?
1: Tony the Tiger story? Yeah. N A I C. The Tony the Tiger Chif from Joe. You got me interested. Um uh, oh dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. That's yeah, we could do yeah, that. Well, it. Well, it's
0: funny, it's also accurate. But anyway, we um uh-huh. there was supposed to be casters supposed to go out for like a dinner thing. Mm-hmm. And um one of our VGC co casters, Necro, was asking people like, Hey, react to my message or something like that, if you can go. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think Speedy tech reacted, but he he responded in the group chat. He was like, Hey, sorry, like something came up or something like that, I can't make it to yeah. dinner for tonight, or whatever. And then our our VGC co-caster, Joe Brown, responds oh, Joe Brown. with a gif of Tony the Tiger, right? And he says, call Speedy Tony the Tiger because he's the biggest flake. And everyone, like, reacted to that was like, dude, that's so on point. Wow. And, uh, dude,
1: there were, like, seven. That's the like reputation seven. you got, sweetie. <laughs> there were, like, seven reactors uh, reactions to it, right? There and, there I, I can't believe well it was, like, maybe eight. a heart or a flame or something. It was but, flame, uh, yeah. yeah, dude. Joe Brown really got me there. Uh, but yet, I never indicated that I was going to go. And then suddenly people are like, I guess you've
0: the hot chip a couple of times. I'm just saying, we're on, I don't know. There's some comments in this question, YouTube. Hey, thing man. About that, what,
1: one of us has to keep the people coming back, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but, all right. Um, we'll go to another question from
0: 8th the Great. Um, his question is What is the go to food items to buy when you pull up to a 7 Eleven in Japan? I only oh. asked because I remember it was pretty lit the first time I went.
2: Ooh.
1: This is a really well, good question.
2: I, I can't speak to specifically 7-Eleven. Um, so, so for those who don't know that convenience stores are, I, I, in my opinion, miles and miles ahead of the ones in the United States. Hmm. Um, like If you try to compare a 7-Eleven to Japan as to what's in the United States, unironically speaking, you would think you're in different countries (laughs) because you are. Um, But um, there's three major chains that are over there, 7-Eleven, Lawson, and Family Mart. They all tend to sell similar goods, and uh, people do have their preferences as to which one I do myself. Um, But specifically going to a 7-Eleven, I would say look at the bento boxes that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, They tend to be in the the uh there's a a refrigerated section it's probably towards like the opposite end of the store of wherever you enter in at and you can pick up one of those boxes it'll be quite a fulfilling meal the the one that i tended to go and buy the most was uh six pieces of fried chicken uh a good old probably 500 gram uh portion of rice and then some pickled vegetables along with Mm -hmm. it so trying to Fill all of the the food groups, kind of, Uh, but that that whole entire box right there would probably be, say, like around six hundred yen. And for the conversion rate as it is right now, which is around one USD to about one hundred forty two yen, that'd be about like three dollars fifty cents. That's a whole meal right there. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. So. Any any baller food in Seven Eleven? I just know your shirt,
1: that. too, Speedy. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this, is, <laughs> this is one of the funnier shirts that I wear. uh If you're watching the YouTube, you can see it. I wear this in the airport, man. It always makes people laugh. It says "Always hungry for sushi."
0: uh wait, why do you Ooh. wear in the airport? Because like
1: airport? I, I feel like wait, know, we got
0: can... sushi at an airport in London. Were you we wearing that shirt at yeah. the time? No, Did I was. Wear... No,
1: I didn't oh, buy it yet. Dude, that would no. Be... no that sushi place. Yeah, was you didn't buy it.
0: Yeah, what do you mean? That was like like only like two months ago. How, how old is this shirt? It's new. <laughs> you make it seem like you've been to every airport with this. How many no. airports have you been to with this? I, I
1: I don't know if you're aware of this, Caleb, but we fly a lot. I've worn this at least uh, three so. times uh, since I got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. But no, I feel like it just kind of breaks up the mood a little bit. You know, a lot of people are are either pissed off about their connections or they're frustrated in the airport, or you're going through TSA and they're like shouting constantly. And uh, I don't know, man. I just thought it'd be like a funny shirt to wear. I've gotten a lot of compliments actually on the ah, shirt. okay. You should yeah. wear it in Japan. It's, it's fitting. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna look like I'm already gonna look like the biggest tourist, right? But yeah, this of is course. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pure... fitting. Yeah,
0: the it's random white friend. dude that doesn't know any Japanese wearing always <laughs> hungry for sushi in Japan. Like that. That's like the perfect picture.
1: It's so bad. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm just gonna walk around and be like, I
1: don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I stick out at all. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, that, that, was a, that was another question that I had uh, for you as well, Brad. I think we discussed this uh, between you and I, but how should uh, how should people feel as tourists? Like if they're going into a 7-Eleven and they're you know buying a bento box and they're kind of moving around the city and stuff, do tourists get a lot of looks? Do they get stared at? Does it feel like uncomfortable? Are people welcoming? How, do, how does that whole dynamic work?
2: So, unfortunately because you're not a native you're always going to be seen as an outsider um there, there is a concept within the language called honne and tatamae honne means true sound or um true voice which is really what you think to yourself or within your inner circle mm-hmm. and then tatamae um i'm not sure what it directly translates to but it means like your outer self so how you go and present yourself to your others um and how you're perceived to the the general public okay and so because you're outside of the inner circle just within the the japanese culture itself um there there is a bit of i guess stigmatism with that but um i I really don't think that people should feel embarrassed that they're a tourist at all um okay that no, you're there to go and enjoy yourself. And as long as you're really not breaking any kind of cultural norms, that that I think everything should just go swimmingly then. Okay. yeah,
0: I think the only time you should feel embarrassed is if you go to like the most upscale sushi restaurant and you wear that shirt walking in.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd have
1: every right to be embarrassed and they would have every right to stare, right? Everyone's dressed up and you're wearing that.
3: What the hell is um, this guy doing?
0: Like a side tangent, but I will say... um, from what I gather, too, like, uh, Japanese people in Japan are pretty respectful. Like, they're not going to just, like, gawk at you or, you know, whatever, right? If you're, like, a tourist or, like, you clearly look like a tourist. I would say in comparison in China, as someone that's born in China and been there a couple times, like, if you are not Chinese-looking, like, especially if you're, like, white or black, they're going to just take pictures with you. Like, I, I was I was just, like, um, getting food with a black friend the other day. I was, like, and he said he was in uh, China for two years. I was, like, I was, like did people take pictures with you because you're black? He's like, dude, all the time, right? It's (laughs) it's not like they think you look like a celebrity or something like that. Like, they just, like, you just look different, right? Um, And they're just like, it's not like meant, like, oh, we're going to make fun of you. They're just like, they just think, like, they never see, like, black people or something or white people or whatever. So, um, that's not the impression I get from people in Japan, at least.
2: No, no, not at all. Um, Yeah, yeah. Especially within the major cities, they're used to tourists. Um, There's a unique term that i heard coined a while ago called the unicorn effect and that no you you may have people that go and gawk at you but that really tends to only be over in like the the countryside Mm -hmm. um so really i don't think any people are going to pay you any mind if you're just walking around doing your own thing yeah um it's nothing really to be worried about especially within the major cities okay nice nice
0: um we're we're talking about 7-eleven stuff too so uh do you for payment, for like food and just stuff and general merchandise in Japan, uh, do you usually like use credit card? Do you have to like get, like converge, uh, convert to like yen or whatever, like um, have their mm-hmm. currency or like what's what's the easiest
2: way or do like most places have like things that take credit card? That is a very good question. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. So in, in recent times within the past three years or so, um, there has been a bit more of a push towards electronic payments. Um, but it's still not exactly widespread yet. Like if you just go to a regular old mom and pop shop, uh, it, they're probably not going to be able to accept credit cards or such, mm. uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay, what have you. So uh, it's it's best to carry around cash with you at all times. Mm-hmm. Cash is king. That tends to be the mantra over there. Okay. Um, but there there has been more implementation of electronic payment forms especially within like the big box, electronic stores, um, chain restaurants and such, convenience stores, yes, that you can go and pay with credit cards, um, the IC cards, which are also used for transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's best to have at least some amount of cash for payment, but yes, you, there are methods of electronic payment that are becoming a bit more widespread.
0: Uh, two follow-up questions to that. One is, uh, it's not
2: customary to tip there, right? Correct. Yes. It is not expected nor should you tip in Japan. Uh, Yeah. One of the great things about it. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, a lot of countries, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. In Australia, they're like, don't tip. Like, it makes no sense. Is
1: it, it, does it, does it swing the other direction? Like, if you, if you tip, can it be seen as insulting? Like, oh, you need this money or I'm giving you extra because, you know, I feel bad for you? Can it swing that far, potentially?
2: Um, It's probably more seen as, oh, they gave me more money than the bill was for. So you may have someone go as far as, like, you're you're on your way out the restaurant, and then they notice your 1,000 yen bill that's still on the table. They'll come out into the street and sort of flag you down saying, Mr. Mr., you left this here. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, just... Pay, pay the money that is on the check, and that's all that's needed. Yeah.
1: Americans would just pocket it, right? They'd be just like, all right, I'm keeping keep the money. They left <laughs> an extra 20 bucks.
0: That's what you did, I guess, when you worked in the service industry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, that was a long time ago. It was a different person. <laughs> to be fair, you might just thought it was a tip, right? <laughs>
3: so,
0: um, my second question, because you were talking about um, – stuff to like purchase or or, like travel stuff to for the bullet trains. I heard that you need to buy like a, like a travel card or something ahead of time. Is that, is that correct? Like maybe online before you even go to Japan or can you just easily buy it there with like a credit card?
2: Uh, There's a few different ways. Um, So without derailing too much, no pun intended (laughs) uh, there, there's the thing that I mentioned before called an IC card stands for integrated chip. That's what you can use to go around and travel on the local trains and such, um, which I would highly recommend so you don't have to go fumbling through finding a paper ticket everywhere that you go. Um, But in specific towards the bullet train, um, you can purchase something called the Japan Rail Pass, uh, which will allow you unlimited service on any of the train lines that are serviced by Japan Railways, which is the, Mm -hmm. the number one provider of transportation or train transportation within Japan. There are other companies within major cities like Tokyo Metro, um, Keisei, uh, and a few other companies. Mm -hmm. Um, And that getting the JR Pass, you can ride any of the local trains, any of the bullet trains, aside from two specific classes, uh, anywhere in the country for an unlimited period of time. And you can usually buy them within 7, 14, and 21 days. Uh, So if anyone is planning to travel to Japan, I would say before August or no, sorry, October, October, they are planning to significantly increase the price of the Japan rail pass by as much as 70%. Oh wow. um, So if you're going to have an extended uh, trip over to the country, I would still highly recommend getting the Japan rail pass up until October of this year. Okay. Um, wow. but, so you usually have to go and buy that before you enter the country. Mm-hmm. You can still get it within the country, but it does come at a bit more of a premium if you were to purchase it beforehand. Um, so we can get you also buy online store? right yes okay nice yeah you can buy it either directly through japan railways or you can usually get it through like a travel agency and instead of it picking it up when you arrive to the country you'll be sent a voucher to your home address you take that voucher with you and then take it over to a japan railways customer service desk where then you can exchange it for the japan rail pass itself mm, nice nice okay or Circumventing all of that, you can go and purchase bullet train tickets on a on an as needed basis um usually by the ticket gates of where the bullet train is, there will be not only automated uh vending machines where you can purchase it yourself but there will also be manned uh, ticket counters where you can go and interact with a a staff to go and help uh plan your route out
1: okay. Yeah. I think a, a couple of points is that first uh, in the major airports and cities, a lot of people will speak English if you want to buy things like that. And secondly, uh, I wanted to ask you this. I know the answer, but I wanted to hear your response. Uh, when is it appropriate to take an Uber or a taxi or should you rely on the train?
0: I was just about to ask that too. That's great. I almost forgot it too. That's a good, yes. Good question. I think
2: that is a good question. Uh, I would say unless you're planning to stay out super, super late, uh, like say past 1 a.m., uh, that Ubers, Lyfts, and such rideshare programs are not necessary, that the transportation system to Japan is fairly good. Just like just the local trains, essentially? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That. Um. And e- even t- taking that a bit further, um, taxis are also a viable option, but I would put those in the same category as rideshares, mm-hmm. that they should only be really used as a last resort because gotcha. they, they tend to have quite the premium price attached to them.
0: So essentially like the train just take you to pretty much everywhere you need to within like a block or two away so you just don't even need like anything else besides the trains, right? is what I gather. Yes,
2: that and your own two feet. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um if you're willing to that to to, to my point previously that trying to go and discover the hidden gems of Japan that walking is also a very viable activity. Yeah. Um, or method of transportation but if you're trying to go from one side of tokyo to the other it'll probably take you about four hours of walking or you can take a half hour local train ride Mm -hmm. take your pick um but yeah I i would say steer away from ride sharing and taxis in general unless you absolutely have to the the transportation system in japan is second to none nice nice
0: okay that's really cool um yeah, I mean, I feel like walking is not going to be a big deal for us, too, because
2: you're in Pokemon Go Heaven.
1: Why not? Walk, uh, yeah. Right? yeah. Fair yeah.
0: point. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and this is another cool thing. I'll, I'll point this out really briefly. Um, Brett actually sent me a few screen recordings of him in different cities kind of panning the camera around. Uh, the rumors are true. The cell d- divisions in Japan are different than they are in North America or around the world. There's a high density of stops and spawns all the time. Yeah.
0: I don't understand if you live in Japan twenty four seven. Like, how do you not have like a million catches in a year? <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's got to be. Especially you've got the Go Plus Plus coming out now. Like, you're just auto catching all day long. But exactly. Let's we'll see. Let's we'll see. Um, our next question is. Uh. Oh wait, I don't know if this is actually a question or comment. I mean, I'll just read it anyway for those that are listening because we are talking about Japan too. Uh, it's from DH uh, Jack. Khan says for those plan to do both Osaka and Yokohama first you need a mm. ticket for Yokohama or else you can't enter the venue true for worlds and yep. then uh, go to Tokyo instead there's enough content in Tokyo that I don't think it's going to matter for those who haven't booked reservations yet you're better off arriving at an Osaka airport say at Osaka hotel then go to Tokyo hotel and leave at uh, NRT slash HND. Narita Nando. or Haneda yeah, yeah Haneda yeah um you don't want to shuffle around on the Shinkansen multiple times in your uh, trip. What's Shinkansen? That is the bullet train. Oh, bullet. Yeah. T- okay. Yeah, you sh- all right. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, multiple times in your trip, I'll only go to Yokohama for a lucky trade, but the rest of the trip, I'm I'll be grinding in Tokyo. I'll leave it at that and probably comment on the next podcast. Nice. Well, thank you, uh, DHJCon for the the comment there. I-, I assume this person's definitely been to Japan before as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, sounds like it
0: yeah um so yeah
1: the first the first point of the question uh like you like you pointed out caleb uh you do need a spectator pass to get into the venue for world so if you are attending or if you are planning to go and watch uh it's going to be really tough to get in inside the venue if you don't have the spectator pass already i think a lot of people are already aware of that um but just wanted to point that out so you don't you know book a trip show up in yokohama and say all right i just want to go watch and you can't get in yeah um I'm, re- I'm really curious to see what you think about that, Brad, because uh, the next part of the question I mean is because you're better off arriving at Osaka Airport, stay at Osaka Hotel, and then go to Tokyo Hotel and leave via Narita or Hanida. And again, for everyone that's traveling there for the first time, Narita is definitely further east. Haneda is actually quite close to Yokohama and yeah. Tokyo proper.
0: But I think that makes sense because I think what this person is saying is um, like why go why fly into tokyo then go to osaka and then go back to tokyo right like if mm, like if you're going to go for go Fest, show up fly into the Osaka osaka airport explore there, play go Fest, then check out tokyo right or check out yokohama if you're planning to go to worlds um i'm personally mm-hmm. flying into tokyo first but that's just because i'm going to explore a little bit of tokyo before going to osaka and then go yeah. to yokohama mm-hmm. afterward so I, I guess I'm kind of doing like a round trip, but I think for a lot of people, they they could just fly in straight to Osaka first, and then go to Yokohama afterward or Tokyo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe, add, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I, I just want to add one one final point. Something that uh, Brendan has been trying to to tell me repeatedly, right, is that when you when you actually get to Japan and you want to move around, because the the infrastructure for public transportation is so good that uh, you really can have mobility if you want to take a day trip somewhere if you want to go visit a different city for a little while um, for example getting from uh, uh, Shinjuku to uh, what am I thinking of Brad Shibuya? Shibuya is like a 15 minute um, you know train ride it's very very quick so again like a lot of people like for example I grew up in Mississippi and, and I spent a lot of time in Florida public transportation does not exist if I want to go somewhere I have to drive it feels like it's gonna take forever but the public infrastructure is so good in japan that you can actually move around quite quite fluidly so i understand the point that's being made here about you know flying in and out of osaka but there are some airlines that can't do that for example aero mexico only flies into narita so a lot of people do have these restrictions and i think that getting around is a lot easier than you think is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah no definitely um joe art says uh been to japan twice and i would highly recommend go to go there with lots of extra luggage space as there's a lot of good stuff to bring home yeah dude i'm honestly like i'm actually not sure how much to bring because i'll be there for two Same. weeks too but um actually this might be something good to ask bread i wasn't gonna bring two weeks worth of clothes i was gonna bring maybe a couple of days slash up to a week's worth of clothes and then like i think one of the hotels i'm at in osaka has laundry in the hotel is that like does that sound right I was gonna just yeah. do like some laundry there and that way, yeah, that, like yeah. Uh, most places have laundry in American yeah. hotels.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, I, I wouldn't say all, but a good majority of the hotels nowadays, they have some kind of dedicated laundry section to them. It may only be, say, like two to four machines. Yeah. Um, and they could also be combination washer dryers. So yeah, that I would say if you want to bring less than your whole entire trip's worth of clothes, that's totally a viable option because you're not gonna be out and about from sunlight till sundown Mm -hmm. um that you'll probably have some downtime at some point so um definitely you'll be able to fit in laundry where you can but to the point of, of extra luggage uh here's a bit of a secret travel hack i would say uh bring less bags than what you're planning to say come or go away with when you're going back home um what you can do is there are quite a number of department stores or um, specialty places where you can just go and buy luggage at and so you don't have to have that extra luggage with you when you're traveling about but then as you're accumulating gifts souvenirs snacks and whatnot you can stash those in your newly acquired bags and then take those back with you home the only stipulation to that is is just to make sure that you're still meeting the checked bag uh and carry on limitations of your airline. Right. Right. Um, so you can tr- you can travel over with less, but then still come back home with all of the stuff that you want to.
0: Yeah. Speaking of luggage, too. So someone's talking about was saying that uh, you have like luggage shipping services where you could like ship from one your luggage from one hotel to another. Is that something you're familiar with?
2: And like, would you recommend that? If you asked me a year ago, I would say no. But yes, the, this past trip that I had in uh-huh. April. Uh, I used it extensively okay. that um, I was traveling with my father at the time. Yeah. And we were traveling from uh, Hiroshima over to Kyoto.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And after we got out of the Kyoto subway station, we were going out to the main street, but there wasn't an elevator within the station. So we had to go up, I would probably say five flights of stairs with bags, roughly around 50 pounds each. Holy and shit. after that, My dad, initially, he had turned me down and saying, oh, no, we don't need to go and do that. And then turning back saying, hey, Brad, (laughs) yeah, we're definitely going and shipping our luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yes, I would highly recommend if you don't feel like dealing with your luggage, um, the luggage forwarding services are definitely a viable and I would say recommended option. Yeah. Uh, So say for a, a luggage bag that's probably about, say, I don't know, three feet tall. I'm not quite sure how how large large bags are these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go and take that, and it's maybe about 50 pounds or so, what most airlines would limit you to, you can get that shipped anywhere within the country next day for roughly about 2,200 yen. So that's maybe about mm, 16 dollars. Anywhere in the country in a day. Wow. within the main island so yeah, yeah. Like anyone any of the cities that people are planning to go to for wow. this this pokemon extravaganza yokohama osaka mm-hmm. tokyo um and then the surrounding areas yes you can get it there next day wow, wow. uh do you, do you have to so do you
0: ship it to like an actual hotel you just ship it to like the next like location where they ship like like the the corresponding like shipping luggage location like i'm trying to think like how like how reliable is it like like because like we don't want like, mm. no one wants to lose their bag right in japan because that's especially oh, of it's not the language we speak but yeah um, like does um, it go so exactly we, to the hotel
2: or, or yeah so the way it worked for me um is i went and asked the hotel front staff to say hey do you do the luggage forwarding services and mm-hmm. all of them said yes so they will usually have a pre-printed form out um that'll have like their sender information. And then
3: mm-hmm.
2: you have to go and fill out where you're sending it to. So whatever the address mm-hmm. of your next hotel is. Okay. And then once you hand over that form, um, the staff will go and check with the other hotel to make sure that they can receive the luggage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they'll probably do a dimensions check as well as weighing your, your luggage. Uh-huh. uh And then based off of dimensions and weight will then go and cost you the fee And that whenever you're ready to ship, so you can do this even days in advance um, to make sure that, say, the, the day that you're leaving your hotel, you give the hotel staff your luggage as you're checking out and then go and travel over to the next city, do whatever activities you're doing for that day. You come back to the hotel and then when you wake up the next morning, your luggage will be there for you
3: already. Oh, gotcha. Nice. It's
0: actually pretty sick. That's pretty wild. Uh, would you recommend that for like every hotel you go into, or like just like kind of like really
2: far distances? If you're one like me that <laughs> had to go up five flights of stairs with your <laughs> yeah. luggage, I would say yes, highly recommended. Yeah. Um, but it, it, anyone who's really not wanting to deal with trying to lug your luggage between every every travel location, yeah, yes, I would say definitely. But if you're one that wouldn't mind it then sure that's also a viable option but um well, it's preference
1: uh, hold the phone hold the phone is is that is that seriously why it's called luggage because you lug it you lug it around
2: uh,
1: maybe i guess is, is that is that the root of the word dude okay these these pokemon pronunciation games are are really training my ears here right like garb odor right it, it's base is odor Brett said lug, I heard lug from luggage. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, I think Caleb's say... just gonna
1: just gonna clip this and just play like cricket sounds. <laughs> <the first laughs> would you say the the terminology
0: flake comes from the root word fake? Because you know <gasps> you're fake about your promises.
1: What (laughs) Jerry, Jerry,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, true, rest in peace. Um, the one of the other questions comments on this a little, little intermission, right? From Crocodile says, Speedy's hot chip needs to be live,
1: we've waited long enough. Crocodile also uh, posted on Twitter that I needed to get a tattoo picked out for our our next bet, so I think Crocodile. Not dissimilar from Tua just wants to see the world go up in flames. Ah, I don't know.
0: You're the one that agreed to it. You know, you 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 signed the fine print. Or you read the fine print right before you did this. Uh, Uso forty five says, "Don't forget about Twitch streamer, not Rob." May for questions about travel in Japan. He and his wife has been living in Japan for years now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, actually oh. I do know Rob. Um, and that's you, true. You know Rob as well, right? Speedy? Yeah, yeah. Rob's uh, really nice. Yeah, I assume he's going to be definitely at all the events in Japan. Um. Yeah, That's actually it for the questions from our listeners. Um, this is actually a cool list of stuff. Um, I'm just going to do as fast a read-through as possible because I think these tips were actually really helpful. I actually saw this from MathMagic10 Timmy, aka Timmy, posted in the Play Pokemon Events Discord. And mm. it's pinned because it's actually mm. really helpful. Um, but these are a bunch of things and I think it'd be cool if Red can chime in and see like how accurate they are or have anything to add on or just like um wants to like second what timmy has said but uh this is something that these are a list of things that timmy mentioned uh about visiting japan and uh i guess he's been there at least once or twice uh so i'll just rattle these off so one there are no trash cans on the street if you have something to throw out you have to carry it with you until you get back to your hotel or find a Seven Eleven. japan is very particular about littering please do not eat while walking Um verified Yeah. Or, or also, uh, my guess is also probably don't eat on like public transportation on trains and whatever too. Yes. Um, well, what about bullet trains so, though? Because do they have like, uh, like they have like, you can like buy meals and stuff, but that's like a little different than the standard train, right? That's like
2: yes. Like, the, the bullet day train day. is an exception to that. Um, that meals are, I don't want to say expected, but they are accepted. That you can buy something called ekiben, which translates as uh, station bento, so a station lun- uh, lunchbox, and that's kind of like one of the, the tried and true traditions of Japan is that when you ride the bullet train, you go and get one of those Eki Ben. Um, Cause when you're getting going and seeing the, the environment of your window going around at 250 kilometers an hour, when you're sitting down on your favorite beverage while you're eating, it's, it's something else. It's a sublime experience. Oh man, I can't wait.
0: I'm just going to ride too. the train all day there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Timmy also says there are markings on the floor and sidewalk in crowded areas to tell you where to walk. Uh, please don't disrupt foot traffic by ignoring the arrows on the floor. Um, actually, quick question before I go to further stuff is, um, right away or like sorry, direction of where you're walking, side of the street, or even driving and stuff. Obviously, I don't think I was really gonna drive from there in Japan. That's visiting. Uh, do you go? Do you walk right side? Or do you walk left side? Because I know obviously
2: a lot of countries is like reverse, right? Yes. <laughs> So um, oh, yeah. it, it, it actually varies by city, oddly enough. So what? Everywhere, what? everywhere that is no isn't way. Osaka, that they tend to follow the same rules on the sidewalks as they do on the road, where you walk on the left-hand side. Okay, um, But Osaka, just for whatever reason, they're just like, no, we're going to do it differently. <laughs> that the expectation there is what we would be used to and is walking on the right side.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. So definitely follow the foot signs is <laughs> the yes. markings. Uh- interesting well that's good to know too because a lot of people are probably gonna be at osaka as well so good to know um train stations in particular have the most markings because it's very busy so you must stand where you need to stand and not crowd the doors when people are exiting escalators please stand on the left side of the escalator if you're not in a rush this is to alleviate crowding on escalators the right side is for people to walk past you if they are in a hurry true uh yeah i guess that makes sense because it's like the other way around for
2: and it would still be opposite as well for Osaka as well.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's wild. Um, public restrooms are way cleaner than the U.S. Please keep them clean when you are done. Large apartment stores have public restrooms. Look out for signs to locate them. You do not have to use the bidets, but they are nice and life-changing.
2: That's what I hear. I, I can verify, especially with testament of my father. Yes, the bidets are life-changing. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but to that, I want to add a, uh, something additional there, uh, specifically with the bathrooms. Um that not only is hand sanitizer or hand soap kind of rare, but even rare would be hand towels. So I would highly recommend um, investing in getting a handkerchief, not only for purposes of, you know, sneezing in Japan as well is is very different where people just openly go and sneeze, not cover it. Um, But then they go and wipe themselves up with the, the handkerchief that they have. Um, but the handkerchief can also be used for drying your hands when mm-hmm. exiting the restroom, because most places will probably not have some method, be it an air dryer or paper towels for you to dry your oh. hands. Mm-hmm. Do
0: they have, um... wait, you said they don't have soap or hand sanitizer either?
2: It, it's, it's hit or miss, okay. 50-50. That, some of the major train stations in major cities will have them, mm-hmm. but I would say more often than not, than not, they are not present. So that should, should should bring people just money tend money to wash money. their hands just with water and then exit. So if you want that extra oh, no. sanitation, you're going to have to bring it yourself. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: Mm, Good to know. I see. I mean, they got days, right? So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Any currency under $10 or 1,000 yen are in coins and not paper. You must wa- uh, You may want to have a coin purse to carry around change. Um, if you are unsure of how much the currency conversion rate is, uh, rule of thumb is to move the decimal to the left twice. So a thousand equals around ten dollars. A thousand yen equals around ten dollars. Have cash on you. There are some places that are cash only. Many mom and pop food mm-hmm. places are cash only. Yeah, like Brad mentioned, that's good yep. to know. True. Uh, would True. you recommend the coin purse too?
2: Yes, that uh, throughout your ventures uh, you will accumulate a lot of jinglies. Hmm. That, uh, that they will come at you fast especially the one yen coins and yeah. they're so annoying to get rid of
0: they're only um, one yen what could you? oh wow they're, they're just
2: like pennies yeah oh, my um God. as well as, as five yen coins oh, okay <laughs> as, um yeah. with, with although i i'm hoping that math magic hit on this but vending machines those are also a very big thing over there that i i think i read once there is it, in the total country there is one vending machine per every three people in japan don't
1: no shot
2: the, the, pretty much everywhere you look you will find a vending machine or a convenience store pick one of the two um
0: oh, you have stuff to use
2: the coins on yeah so that vending machines do not accept five or one yen coins so really the only yeah. chance you have to get rid of them are at like regular department stores or convenience <laughs> stores Gosh. and you can't even use them to charge up your your ic card either so use them whenever you have the opportunity to do so. Otherwise, you're going to have a very, very full coin purse.
0: Yeah, my fifty fifty pound bluggish coming back home is a bunch of <laughs> one, one yen coins. <laughs> I
1: was I was gonna say, is there is there uh, are there coin stars in Japan?
2: had <laughs> uh, no, there are not.
1: No. <laughs> Have you ever used one of those Caleb? You just like no. dump all your coins and it's it sifts through them and then it spits you out like actual cash or it spits you out a receipt and then you can exchange that for cash like, at that's a, like a Very old school thing. Is
0: it old school uh, or is it like still very commonplace in Mississippi?
1: Uh, I've seen it I've seen it in the southeast a lot. You might there might have been a few in Atlanta back when you were there. I don't know. Possibly. Maybe not in LA. I don't know. Definitely not LA. I didn't see any in Atlanta, but Atlanta's
0: a little different than the rest of the South too, I think.
1: But that's true.
0: Um, Timmy also says, don't tip. It's not part of the culture. Of course, we covered that. So yep. good. Um, um, also says, keep volume down on trains. Yeah, don't be yes. the noxious American.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're going to hold a conversation at all, keep it at whispering level um, where you're not disturbing other people. And if you're going to you know, be playing a video, watching an episode of something, please exactly. use headphones, earphones, what have you. Mm-hmm. Just, I love, in general, I love do not disturb the people around you. I <laughs> yes. love it, I love it. What it's what
0: scary. uh out of curiosity, what do they do with their like babies and stuff? They like like shush, like like the babies don't cry there or like that like that's just <laughs> they <it's laughs> train not to cry. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious because that's got like if it's everyone's already quiet, I assume the cries are gonna be even more
2: noticeable, right? Yes, uh, although they they tend to be a bit more well mannered, I would say. Not to say you know they're still infants and children, so they yeah. will cry, but it, it's not so much so that they're having temper tantrums on the regular um mm. it'll be a slight annoyance i would say but it, it's nowhere to the, the the levels that you would think otherwise dude
0: i'm ready for a culture shift in the u.s man i'm just yeah, that Sounds pretty me good too. to me um take shoes off when entering your hotel slash airbnb some restaurants have a private room for groups as a host slash hostess if you need to take shoes off here
2: I mean, I typically take shoes off anyway in those situations. Yes. That's Although, not Slight stipulation. As much, much it, it does depend on the hotel. Um, the, the very big key indicator of whether you just take your shoes off or not is when you enter into anywhere, be it a store, um, a museum, that if there is a raised floor mm-hmm. from where you enter into, mm-hmm. take your shoes off. That That is probably the one thing that they will not allow people to get away with. Gotcha. like if, if you commit some sort of cultural faux pas the take off your shoes in certain areas that will not go unnoticed mm. um but i would say with hotels though uh, i i just do it anyway out of sheer habit because that's what yeah. i would normally do for myself <laughs> um but it i would say it's just good practice to do so but definitely if you take notice of the raised floor shoes off no exceptions
0: they care Oh, this is like completely random but do they care about hats or no
2: I don't think so. Not not as much as they would do in America. And now Dude, you're giving uh, me memories yeah. of elementary school and no hats. Yeah, well, yeah, right. no, I,
0: I asked that because I remember um, it was uh, somewhere in Atlanta or L.A. or something. I, I can't remember yeah. where. But um, I went to an arcade place and they had me take off my hat. They're like, you can't wear a hat here. I'm like, what the heck?
1: It's so that was
0: probably for like security purposes, right? What do if you think? You I'm hiding a gun, gun under there, they would figure no. it out once they look at it,
1: right? No, like if you like, you know, broke open a, a machine and took all the coins and ran oh, out they and they never saw your face. face. Yeah. Oh. It might be what that's about. But I know I know what you're um, also speaking about when you when it comes to hats, especially at dinner time. Like if you sit down at the dinner yeah. table, you're not supposed to wear a hat, right?
0: Right, 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 right. That's why I was wondering yeah. too. I mean that would like yeah, like restaurants in Japan if they care about yeah. that or not. But
2: now nah, I would say you're you're totally fine to keep it on. Especially okay. you're gonna yeah. want to in the summer.
0: Dude, yeah, because it's just going to be so humid, right? Yeah, I heard this is not the this is the worst time to go, but I mean, we don't have a choice.
2: But, <laughs> we don't, uh, have a choice. don't have a choice. Yes, for, for more than one reason than one, but yeah. uh, <laughs> alas, the dates are what they are. Yeah, yeah. Are there a lot of mosquitoes too there? How do you oh my God, yes. Uh, so, no, so, Dang. so story. Yeah. Um, when back oh, my in my study abroad, uh, th- I think this was the second day. Mm -hmm. So the first day I was just going through getting all of my paperwork situated within the local government office. The second day is where we kind of had our orientation for all of the new incoming students for the study abroad program. And it was held in a, one of the the auditoriums of the, the the college, but Mm -hmm. then we all had like a nice little get together picnic or whatnot afterwards. And we were just sitting on some like benches and whatnot on the outside right outside of the, uh, the international center. And, I can't tell you how many times I got bit by mosquitoes and this is probably in September, I would say. Oh man. Um, and I was just covered all the way down from, from like my knees up to where like my, my shins are just uh, it was, oh, it was I'm, terrible.
1: I'm going to die, man. I, uh-huh. uh, I've, mosquitoes have always loved me. And it's actually pretty funny because we were in Knoxville and I was having a conversation with some, some Pokemon players and one of them was a biologist and he literally confirmed. He said, Wait, what's your blood type? I told him I was like, I'm I'm O negative. He said, Yeah, Mm, I'm sorry, man.
0: Mosquitoes are around me all day in Japan. Then (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) that's my that's
0: my mosquito repellent right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be basically covered in bug spray the whole time. It sounds like bug spray and also sunblock, right? Well, yeah. So I was going to
0: ask Brett this: Can are we? I I think sunblock's probably fine, but are we allowed to bring bug spray? I know like they're like Japan's very strict on like medication and just drugs in general. Mm -hmm. I want to say like. It's a drug, but like it's definitely got some chemicals in it, right? Is, yeah. is
2: they, are they cool with that? Um, I'm not too sure. I think you'd probably be stopped by the airline because it would be t- technically considered as an aerosol, which is a flammable. Yeah. True. Uh, uh, so I don't think you'd be able to fly with it. Um, I ha- actually I had to ask one of my Japanese friends this is is their bug spray even available? And if so, what do they look like? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So probably it. I, w- I would say to ear on the side of caution and just not bring it with you and purchase it when you arrive into the country. And gotcha. you can go up to your, your hotel front desk and ask, hey, I'm looking to purchase some brand of bug spray and uh, sunblock. What what brands can I buy? And They may even go as far as like print you out images of what the labels look like mm-hmm. and then also recommend you wherever the local places that you can go and buy
1: it. And then, okay. okay. Good
0: to know. Um, side note too I was watching I was just like scrolling through Instagram that day and there was like an ad it was like um, it almost like a little suction pen thing where you put it on where a, like a mosquito bit you and you like pull on it right and it like sucks out like the mosquito like saliva or something and it like the mosquito bite goes away like stops itching and goes away like way faster Huh? And it got pretty good reviews I might go purchase one you know uh, I might go purchase one just for this trip I'll keep you posted if it works or not I'll be Please like suctioning my like skin like every day, but hey, if it gets rid of the mosquito bites, maybe.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then the last thing that Timmy said is never dine with more than three to a group. And if there are more than three people, break up the group. Try not to dine with four. Four is a bad number. Like a, like a number of stuff. Um, I get the four thing, but why not dine with more than three to a group? It's because there's just not a lot of space. I know in Japan, a lot of people also like eat by themselves right they're more like solitary uh
2: i'm not sure where to fall on that uh i've never really heard of that before maybe it's just because of organizational purposes mm-hmm. um it, it can be hard to try and organize with with larger parties and especially um if restaurants require reservations that uh trying to go for more than four um four or more it can be a bit troublesome in, in trying to get said reservations mm-hmm. um it, it's it's fairly common for workplace people uh after specific days to go out together um and go out to restaurants after work and those tend to be over parties of four mm-hmm. um yeah i'm not too sure if i can necessarily agree with that yeah okay okay gotcha
0: um, but yeah, those are the tips from Timmy. Uh, I, I'm i trying to, I'm thinking if I have any personal questions, what about you, Speedy?
1: Um, so, so one thing that we didn't cover, and this is kind of taking, taking a step back a little bit, but I think this is one of the main things on most uh, people's minds, especially Pokemon Go players. Um, I don't think we, t- we touched on this. How do you get cell service in Japan? Do you use a mm. pocket wifi, a SIM card? What do you That's recommend? a good question.
2: Yeah, uh, either of the two mentions uh, or either of the two methods that you had mentioned work. Uh, I've used both um, pretty reliably, I would say. Uh, Japan is does have high speed internet, uh, very comparable to what we would have in the United States. Um, really, yeah. it's kind of dependent on what your travel situation is. If you're traveling alone or within a group, mm-hmm. um, if you're traveling just by yourself, I would go the SIM card route, uh, just because you don't have to go and share a device and have extra bag space where Mm -hmm. you already have everything right there on on your cell phone as is but if you're traveling together with a group um and you're all trying to go and connect at the same time like you got your whole pokemon go squad with you the whole time uh the the pocket wi-fi would probably be the the better route to go um because i think that usually has like a battery life of say 32 hours so it can last you the whole entire day Mm -hmm. and then some and it can usually connect up to Four devices if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um so really both options are viable it's just more and more of what what are you what are you doing for your travels
0: yeah would you say um two questions there too do the hotels usually have wi-fi yes. like if you want to use your computer okay mm-hmm. and then um my other question is um outside like a sim card like a pocket Wi-Fi or whatever you buy for like um wi-fi there would you recommend let's say i think like most cell phone companies have it so you could buy like an international plan for like a few weeks or whatever however long your duration is would you say that's also another solid alternative or would you recommend like just getting like like a sim card or some like pocket wi-fi when you get to
2: japan i would say you would have to look on it on your own because it it varies that both my my father and i this past trip um he went with the international plan that his carrier had. Yeah. And he told me the fair the the, the total price of it and I thought it was pretty fair. Yeah. But then when I went to go and search it up for myself, it was something exorbitant, like $30 a day.
1: Oh, so yeah. I, that's kind where of wild, yeah. I can get a pocket
2: Wi-Fi or yeah. I, actually I used a SIM card this past trip. I can pick that up and use for 16 days and it was only like $50. Gotcha. Oh. okay. So, um, yeah, it, it really depends on who, who your carrier is, um, but I, I would more lean towards getting the pocket Wi-Fi or SIM card, but it's definitely an, an avenue worth exploring.
0: Yeah, it means if you have T-Mobile too, so usually mm-hmm. usually international plan is pretty affordable, but uh, we'll take a look into that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any questions I have. Oh, so... Uh, I mean, I don't know if Speedy's planned too, but I was gonna probably like vlog some of my experience there. Uh, what are like general like probably, like obviously like very like quiet space where maybe it's not the best like vlog, maybe just take pictures, pictures fine, but like, I heard like there's sometimes where like, you're not like really supposed to even like have a camera out in like a restaurant, right? What, what would you say like general
3: mm.
0: precautions I should take, because I don't want to be like the obnoxious like American like just filming myself or whatever, right, or filming stuff.
2: Yeah, that that is a a very good question. I'm happy you brought that up, Um, especially with the the number of content creators that will be over there. Um, Mm -hmm. This tends to be a bit more stringent than what we're used to in the U.S. Um, So if you're out in public, just walking about on the street, uh, it's kind of fair game, I would say. Although Japan does have a bit stricter laws in place of like they tend to try to protect people's privacy yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. so if you're able to like just edit out the the bystanders so it's just like only yourself or the the Mm -hmm. area of interest that you're trying to highlight
3: yeah
2: um but within stores specifically it's kind of a faux pas to do any kind of like video recording or even photography for that point Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um but you may uh, yeah it's i i would just say you're, you're on the side of caution and steer away from it but it's not going to be like a a total disaster if if you do it but um it would just be considered more of a faux pas i would say if if you do it indoors but yeah if you're like having the camera geared towards yourself and not towards anyone else then i would say that's totally fine
0: like if we're sitting at our own table and no one's around like yeah that that would be okay like in a restaurant right yeah okay cool yeah i mean because i was like i see people videos of people trying food in japan i was like they've got to film this somehow right <laughs> but, yeah exactly. but sometimes it's like official production where they like have permission from the restaurant as well so that could be a mm-hmm. situation
1: yeah is is actually is that actually the route people should take for example if it is a crowded restaurant should you ask uh an employee like is it okay if i film
2: yes absolutely okay yeah but if there is a, a sign that specifically states in there that no no photography, no filming, then just sure. don't do it. Yeah, don't sure. cause more trouble. Okay, good to know.
0: Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I think that's most of the questions I have. I, I I'm blanking. I'm sure there might be like some, one or two I'm forgetting. But you got any yeah. other ones, Speedy?
1: Uh, no, dude, I've been, I've just been, uh, you probably have seen them. I'm typing in a bunch of different like topics as we run through them. It's feels pretty comprehensive. You cover everything from the IC card and JR pass to luggage to quick tips. Again, shout out to Timmy. He did actually go to Japan and bring a lot of his experience from there. Yeah. Um, group dining, uh, how you greet people travel subreddit where you can read a lot more I think we covered a lot of things Um, Brad I just wanted to ask you I know you and I have had a lot of uh, private conversations about what to do Mm -hmm. places to go uh, cities to stay in can you maybe just list off if somebody has extra time and they're they're either in Tokyo or or they're in Osaka if they have extra time and they want to go see uh, a particular city a particular zone just can you list off a few of your favorites just give people some
2: recommendations sure absolutely so uh, I'll start off with Osaka because I'm assuming that's where most people are going to start off at, like with one of the commenters mentioning of arriving into Osaka and then travel over to Tokyo and mm-hmm. go over to Yokohama for Worlds. Uh, my recommendations for Osaka um, in no particular order. Uh, first one would be Dotonbori or the Namba area. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever your people tend to imagine of Japan, of like all of these wacky uh, neon lit signs and everything's crowded. Dotonbori tends to be a very strong imagery with that. Um, I know I I showed you a picture previously of when I was there this past trip and just, uh, it was just a sea of people. Um, it it was so, so bad, but that was also, it was the first time the country was open in in three years. Mm -hmm. Um, for for open travel so just there was an extreme number of tourists there but no dotonbori i would definitely highly recommend just not only for the atmosphere but um the food there that's more or less what it's well known for mm. um and then second to that there's also another area called shinsekai meaning new world um there's a very famous tower that's in within osaka called called a tsutenkaku you'll probably see it within the city itself um at some point it's almost like very an analogous to the Tokyo Tower or the Tokyo Mm -hmm. Skytree, but the version in Osaka. Um, That's where um, the Shinsenkai area is, and it has just another number of bars, restaurants, um, cool neon lights and uh, decorations to see within the the cityscape. Mm -hmm. Um, The Umeda Sky Building, as well, that has a very well-known observation deck, uh, although it is paid. Uh, I've not been there yet personally. Uh, but I do plan to go there uh, this upcoming trip of mine. Uh, the Osaka Aquarium is also pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, they have a a very large, like cylindrical tank that you kind of spiral down towards as you're going through the whole entire aquarium, and it, it's fairly comprehensive. They have a a nice variety of of uh, sea life there that you can go and and view. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and I, I can't mention Osaka without uh, mentioning Universal Studios Japan, Super Nintendo World, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Minions. Uh, there's many, many different attractions to, to do over there. Um, okay. And then something a bit more on the traditional side uh, is visiting Tenoji Temple. Um, I can't quite remember where within the city it is, um, but if you're just looking for something that's more not modern, that, that would be a mm-hmm. good place to go. Um, In terms of Tokyo, uh, there's a a few additional recommendations I have there. Uh, And again, in no specific order, uh, the Tokyo Metropolitan Building, uh, they have a free observation deck where I think you go up to the 47th floor Mm -hmm. uh, and you can just see the whole entire cityscape of Tokyo. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it is just buildings and buildings and buildings as far as the skyline can see that uh tokyo's size cannot be stated enough Mm -hmm. it's just a it gives you a a grand sense of scale of how large the city is um shinjuku Gyoen and hamarikyu gardens uh I'll, i'll bundle those together but they're in different parts of the city Um, Both of those are traditional Japanese gardens, and they're very, very beautiful, regardless of the times of year. Um, Mm -hmm. I always try to make a visit whenever I go. Those are one of my other go-to places. Um, I mentioned it before with a a previous commenter, Sensoji Temple Mm -hmm. um, is very good. Um, Amayoko Cho Market. uh, It used to be a market for American goods. Uh, but then it's more of transformed just like to a general side street market. Although it's pretty well known at this point, but you can find a, a myriad of different restaurants, uh, types of food, uh, general goods, and whatnot. It's just a neat place to be, I would say. Um, I, I do have a few more that I could go through, but just one more to go and cap it off. Um, again, with the more traditional sh- side of things, is Meiji Shrine. Um, for those that aren't aware um, there are two major religions within Japan uh, Buddhism and Shintoism uh, Meiji shrine is one of the major hubs of Shintoism one of the three major that are within the country um, where it is said to house one of the three royal regalia um, and so just walking the the temple grounds or sorry the shrine grounds want mm-hmm. <laughs> to commit a faux pas there uh, and just being getting a general feel of just walking around in Tokyo and knowing how busy it is, how noisy it can get, but then just walking into the shrine grounds, you just fall away from all of that. Hmm. And that it, it's, it's a serene experience where you're still in the largest metropolitan city in the world and you can still experience silence. It's wow. It's, it's something completely hmm. it's
1: like, different. It's like traveling back in time. Yes.
2: Yes. And that and the scenery as well. There, there's many different things that you can go and view on on the shrine grounds. Um, it, it's a nice place to go and and take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city. Wow. nice,
0: dude! This is a uh, incredible list. I, I honestly like it's almost it's it's nice, but it's almost overwhelming. Because I'm just like,
3: yeah, I can't seriously. do
0: all this in one trip. But you know, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll be on our seventh trip down the down the road one one day too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you together. can't fit
2: everything in one trip, um, it just means you can fit more time in for another one. Yeah.
0: Do, you, uh, out of curiosity, do you just go back like every so often just for fun and stuff, or?
2: Um... Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is this is just all for fun, not yeah. for business. I, I just enjoy going to the country that much. It just tends to be my uh, go to travel destination, but, but I do have other countries in mind that I do want to visit eventually one day, but, uh, Mm -hmm. I've yet to exhaust Japan yet. Not until I see the whole country. (laughs) Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I can see that. It seems so a lot. I mean, like PewDiePie moved over to Japan full time. So like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons to be there too. So, um, that's awesome. Well, uh, I don't have any other questions. Do you have any questions, PewDiePie?
1: No, I, honestly, I, I, Brett, I think you you covered it really well. I'm excited to see you out there in Japan mm-hmm. next month. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how available you want to make yourself, but I think if people left comments and in, in what they thought, you know, it'd be cool to hear your thoughts on that at, at a later date. So maybe we'll work something out. Who
0: knows? Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll definitely at least comment. Like we'll definitely yeah. recap some of the comments we get from this episode. On our next week's episode, if I'm not mistaken, so um, it'll be it'll be good either way, and uh, you can kind of tune in to see what people have to say. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share your expertise. Uh, I feel a lot better going into this. <laughs> um, I, there's a lot more for me to keep in mind of, but it's good because yeah. I'm I'm not going in blind, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna you know get a coin purse and. Um, get some currency before heading over and some other things, but it should be good.
1: I think you said before that you were going to be very much like, go with the flow. Is that what you, you told me, Caleb? Uh,
0: Possibly. But it ain't, it
1: ain't the ain't that that's not what's happening now. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the thing. Cause we we're, we're have this. Okay. So it's funny because I've been talking with, with Brett about this for several yeah. weeks. I think we're like uh, a predominantly
0: English speaking country. I find Right. Like we go to London, let's well, go with the flow, whatever. Like it is. Sure. I just, sure. You know, but this is, this is a very, Culturally different experience, besides just like walking on a different side of the road.
1: No, I I felt like everyone was doing a bunch of planning, right? I was asking all these questions, trying to figure these things out. And I have like a whole list I've developed, and you're like, oh you know, if people go this place, I'll go with them. You know, it's just whatever. Did I say that? Maybe, maybe I you feel said like that. you're misremembering. Uh, I think you're
0: thinking about butters here. I have my trip planned out for the most part. I know where I'm going every day, but oh, this the okay. little things, like a luggage shipping thing and like the the customs. Uh, and, yeah, mm, I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
1: All right. What? Yeah, we'll Yeah, see. I think I think planning is going to be super important. So, but it'll be yeah. good. Cool.
0: Awesome. Any any last words
1: uh Brad that you'd like to share?
2: Uh yeah, there's uh just a few more in, in relation specifically to Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. just you can't go wrong in playing anywhere within Japan that when when I was in Tokyo during my last trip mm-hmm. that I I could not get away from any sort of grunts. <laughs> Whenever I would finish one, there'd already be another one within my, oh my, my walking distance. No way. It, Trainer Tips, I think, made a video uh, either a few months ago or maybe like a year ago or so. I don't remember. Hmm. It, it was titled something like 24 Hours in the Greatest City of Pokemon Go. And he was describing it as Tokyo. And I, I would say that's no exaggeration. <laughs> but um, any nice. city within Japan, uh, you'll go and enjoy yourself. In playing, and for anyone that's traveling to Japan for uh, for GoFest Osaka or uh, Yokohama Worlds, I, I really hope you have a chance to get to enjoy the Japanese culture um, and and what there is to offer over there. Not just only Pokemon Go related, but also with the country itself. And hopefully, people can uh, go and see what I see within the country and come to admire it a bit more. Yeah. Dude,
1: that's the thing. Like, I I think I told I told you this already, Brad. But I have a plan to track my catches, my stop, spun, my XP every single day. Like, I'm just gonna take a screenshot every day. Every day. Like yeah. This?
0: Dude, I gonna be cool. do before, before before I go. Before and, and after? Like,
1: Yeah. No, no. I mean, like something simple, just like a screenshot of my trainer card. Just just so I All do right, it like right. once a day, and then I can just track it over the length of the trip. Because yeah. I'm curious. I actually I actually wonder how many Pokemon we're gonna catch. It's gonna be a crap ton. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it should be good. It should be mm-hmm. good. More than just Port too. <laughs> um, true, true.
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: Well, anyway, thank you so much for taking uh time out of your day to, you know, share a lot of your experiences, Brad. I think it's been super helpful for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about the audience, because they haven't heard uh, at this point in time. We haven't released the episode yet. But hopefully it's been helpful for you all. Um. And, you know. Uh, I, I don't know if he, you want people to know who you are, Brett. But if they see you in Osaka and they recognize your voice or something, maybe people <laughs> listening should buy you a buy you a drink or buy you some bento boxes and <laughs> stuff.
1: Quick, everyone buy bread a bento box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the bento boxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, those should be a good time. Uh, but also, well, thank you so much. And it uh, looks like Speedy dodged another week without eating the hot chip. I don't know, man. I feel like there should be some interest with this. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty kind here. I'm not no loan shark, but I feel like it's hey, man. so you gotta, you guys are paying up soon. You know, it's that's, uh behind on a lot that, of bets. I'm just
1: that's saying. the that's the beauty of our podcast, dude. We make the rules, all right. So
0: I, this is not the rule I'm setting. All right, you know what? You're, you're 15, towing 15, the Tiger 15. for real now. This is gonna be a new nickname. <laughs> Funny, yeah, but. Anyway. All right. Well, that does for us. This is the Bowcast Podcast. Uh, Peace out.
1: See you in Japan. Yeah, definitely.